yeah, now, now you're pretty good. Talk, talk for unabated for a moment. I don't know how much, how far I can go without starting to cough, but this is me talking. I gotta tell you, like the idea that I had for the, uh, for the, um, for the open, maybe it's not a good idea this week because you, I, I don't know, if I make you laugh too much, you might throw. I up. know. I was gonna say, let's keep this one conversational. Right? <laughs> you don't want to do let's, a skit, huh? N- no skit this week. Yeah. <laughs> you know, American Horror Story will be around for a little while. Are you sure? It might go out of business. Yeah, so, so we lost our guest. We were gonna have a Wags episode today, a wives and girlfriends episodes episode. Oh uh, yeah. Um, so we lost the guest because she's asleep on the couch. Mm. And uh, mine's at her mommy's. This episode can be like the footprints uh, poem, you know, where it's like you're gonna look back at this podcast and you're gonna see times where we were walking side by side, and then you're gonna see times where you only see your footprint, and you're gonna say, "DQ, where where were you during that time?" And I'm gonna say, "I was there, my son. I was carrying you." And that's how this podcast is going to be today. <laughs> I, I don't even prepare that at all. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you've never seen the um, you've never seen the that that poem. The I think I might have. Isn't there a Winnie the Pooh version? <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's start the podcast episode. This Alrighty. is our podcast. This is Bird Road. Um, uh, I, do you think I should still be calling myself my full name, or should I just go by Q? Because like that's pretty much. Yeah, I'm, this well, is I think Q. You, I think I think you're Dave Q, and I'm, I'm David Q, Dave, and this is Jewish Dave. Am I Jewish Dave though? It would be so weird for you to not be Jewish Dave. That's the only thing anybody that you know has called you for the last twenty uh, years. I guess. Why so. are, is this? Are you like a? Are you worried about like? Well, the, with. The, with are you worried about like the Anti Defamation League or something? No, no, no. It's just with my, with my real music, I I never call myself Jewish Dave. I'm David Rosen. Well, now we're confronted um, with a real existential yeah, question: Is this real, is this or podcast? is this just a big joke? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> is this a podcast that's meant to actually promote a thing, or huh. whatever, or anything, or is it just fucking around for the sake of fucking around? <laughs> right. Yeah. But you know, I don't know. I, I I guess I guess because it's the two of us together, it makes sense to be Jewish Dave. So but, Jewish uh, Dave is sick this week. He's not feeling yeah. well. He's under the weather. <clears throat> this is gonna, the yeah, first which, of what's going to be a million episodes like this because he's sick. I think we figured this would be the case from day one. And sure, sure shits day two, and it's like this. Sure shits. Do you want to talk about the time that you got on an airplane to come here to start yeah. doing this podcast with me? You flew across was the Was it a year or two years ago? It was a year ago. So a year ago, we were going to start this podcast. I don't think it was called Bird Road yet. <laughs> I the, the second I sat down in my seat on my flight, I think it was Spirit Air, um, the second I sat down, I started coughing. And I came off the plane with a full-fledged sinus infection bronchitis whatever infection and it was a complete disaster the entire time i was in miami it was my first time ever going to really visit q my best friend in his new home and uh 
All I could really do was sit around and take lots of medicine and die slowly. Yeah, you were a real joy to be around. It was so much fun <laughs> having you here. It was just a blast. I think back on those days and, like, you know, the fun we had drawing the curtains in this office so that you could sleep during the day <laughs> for, like, 20 hours in a row. It was a blast, I'm sure. Zoe must have, Zoe must have thought I was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> She still thinks there's like a gremlin living in the office that coughs and wheezes. Some say you can still hear him. Guys, you know what's going to get people to really listen to this podcast? Just like wheezing who's, and wet coughs. Who's, who's guys? Like the, you know, the, the editorial guys. Okay, the royal um, guys. The royal guys. Oh, God. So we got. So I, of- I have an announcement to make. Oh, you're pregnant. <clears throat> no, but somebody listened to the show and reported back to me. Oh God, what did they say? Who are, who is well, this? For, who is this first of all, disaster area of a person that was it, listening to our it, show? <laughs> <laughs> you're right on the money. Uh, it's someone from our past, and it's uh, the big fucking gummy himself, next to the Bizzo. What he. He actually listened to it, and uh, he actually it. really it liked sure. it. No, no, no he really he liked it. it, actually. He said he was surprised. He really, really liked it. What, um, what was his feedback? Because I got some feedback, too, and I think we're going to go through <clears> some <throat> feedback from episode one. Um, yeah, yeah. First, but what, th- this is perfectly on topic. What, uh, what did he say? He said that we were funny together, going back and forth, and there were some good topics we were talking about. He said that... Uh, you laugh too much. Oh, God damn. That's the number one thing on mine, too. That's the first one on mine, too. My wife I told know. me I laughed too much. My I know. Wife I, laughed so, I laughed so hard when he told me that. I was like, that's exactly what his wife said. God damn it, man. It's pointless. You fucking, chuck, you fucking chuckle butt. <laughs> um. But yeah, that was about it. He said he wants to be a guest one day. Oh, now I see. Now I see where he's going yeah. with this shit. All right. He's going to yeah. finally get yummy wear off of the ground. The big yummy show. Yeah, the big <laughs> yummy show. Hey, you know what I'm comfortable doing, by the way? I'm comfortable. What's that? I'm comfortable ending this part of like talking about the big yummy without giving the listeners any more <laughs> idea about who he is. Like nothing at all. I don't want to like give any context. I don't want to say his real name. None of it. I don't even think anything that he did. Everything that the Big Yummy did was before Google was indexing the web. So, like, there's no way that they're going to find anything about him. And none of it ever mattered enough for anybody to write about it. So, Do you want to take a, a, a bet right now and see? Say, quiet. See, uh... <laughs> Do you think there's any way you can get a few more dogs in your house? Barking at, barking at shit, maybe? While She's we're going recording? nuts. It's terrible. But you want to get a little bet going on how many Spotify plays Big Yummy songs will get because of this episode? I would, I would flip that dynamic around because wasn't the Big Yummy the most popular of all of our artists when it came to like the Spotify and the streaming services? Wasn't he the one that did the most numbers? No, that's not true at all. Oh, I thought I, I thought for some reason, <laughs> I thought for some reason that he was. Who was then? Who was? Was it? It was unfortunately Fakakta. Oh, but, God. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, Jesus. 
Second most is well. Second most was Demise and D-Rocks until this. Uh, I hope you melt. Fifteen year anniversary thing came out, and for some reason the entire world latched on to Three Foot Mouse for about two, <laughs> three weeks, and it got so many plays. It's ridiculous. Was was I on that song or was I not on that song? <clears throat> I think it's just me and Butters. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I was not on that song. I. Uh-huh. I had completely forgotten that that was the title of a song. That that was a song we did. I'd, you might um, you might be on it actually. <laughs> I don't remember. I, I just fucking made the thing. I don't even remember. <laughs> I made it less than a month ago. I had to listen to every song while I was mastering it. I don't remember. <laughs> um, okay, so on my end, the the feedback that I got was that I laughed too much. Um, mm-hmm. That I was louder than you, but I think we've. I think we fixed that problem. I'm not sure. Yeah, we're, we're going to fix it even better as we continue once I'm not sick anymore. God, my voice is cracking. <laughs> it sounds like you and some teenager. <laughs> I don't know. Do you think she'll really like me? Um, and then also that I interrupt you too much. That like I talk mm. over you, which is true. Story of my life. And then the other um, sort of follow-up from last last episode is we left it out there what kind of movie 200 cigarettes is we never like said what it was the word i was looking for was ensemble an ensemble movie when a whole bunch oh, of yeah 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 when a whole bunch of people like uh, like mm. somewhat kind of famous or hot in the moment all get together and do like a stupid romantic comedy where like i don't know yeah one of them it's like is, all those the other ones, ones with masseuse. the uh well there's all those ones with that are holidays you know yes exactly there's, uh, labor day and uh, Mother's Day. There's one with um. Drawing a blank here. <laughs> what are, what are some holidays? There's there's one, one with Trucky from Pootie Tang. That is a a Christmas a Christmas one. Um. And it, I just saw it on TV last night, and I guess he like cheated on this really beautiful woman, and I don't know. I don't want to ruin it for anybody who hasn't seen whatever the fuck this Christmas movie is called. But, um, like, Danny Glover is the dad, and uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I feel like we should have one of those cheesy radio show things where, like, you know, like, confetti goes off and everything at certain, like, key moments. And this would be one the first time we mentioned Pootie Tang. Oh, my God. Can I tell you, by the way? <laughs> we're going we're gonna to do this skit. And we have a bunch of skits planned for all of you listeners out there, all of you guys out there. But this one that I came up with, I wanted to I wanted to chop it up with you right now while we're on the show and spoil <laughs> the surprise. So, okay, the premise is this. Like, you wake up. Jewish Dave wakes up in the morning. And his inbox is, his, his inbox is full. His Twitter menchies are all full. His, like, everything is full. Well, why is he getting all this interaction? And, oh, it turns out that he's actually running the most popular podcast on the whole iTunes store. Somehow, Bird Road has like elevated to become the number one podcast, uh, you know, across uh, across all the um, all the categories, and uh, and and you go through your day and you're sort of enjoying the benefits of being like you know Mark Marin semi-famous and really enjoying your life, and then you sit down with me to record the episode, and it's it's kind of Groundhog Day-ish because you don't know how you found yourself here, you don't know what happened, but you're just enjoying the fact that it's there, and then you realize that. It's a sports podcast, and that all we're doing is, all we're doing is talking sports, and that's what we do all day. 
<coughs> That's a nightmare. <laughs> and then you have to nightmare. you have to relive that day every day. <laughs> oh no, I hate it so much. It was sports. Is talk? it still called? Is it still called Bird Road? Oh yeah. It's, it'll, oh, God. Nothing that you and I ever do will ever be called anything other than Bird Road. <laughs> so do you want to go on to the first topic? Sure. Of topics Of our topical topics? Um, Sounds like a plan. Well, was going to talk... I was going to talk about pups. What um, are you guys doing? Hey! <laughs> Um, it, that's, that's a really good, uh, no, I could segue that. I can segue that because Sadie has like a really tiny brain and a very short memory. <laughs> and I would venture that Sadie, I, I would uh, posit that Sadie is a lot like a lot of people out there right now who are, um, uh, have a very short memory when it comes to the administration of our, um, 43rd president, George W. Bush, who mm-hmm. this week became the darling of anybody who's part of the hashtag resist movement by just by v- sort of vaguely and not even like explicitly calling out Donald Trump just kind of like saying that bad things are bad and just everybody knowing that he's talking about Donald Trump because right Donald Trump is just so implicitly bad and i, I think it's funny no i think it's dangerous how people are willing to forget about things from the past like that and forget about like this was our this was our most dangerous and horrible president of our lifetimes and Donald Trump has a crazy amount of work to do to catch him this guy's got a million fucking body bags on him of of dead mostly overwhelmingly innocent Iraqis and Middle East people of uh, people in the Middle East and to say like, oh well, this guy at least I could respect him. Really, you respected him? There's fucking something wrong with you. You respected that guy. <laughs> that's that's nothing to respect. Just because what he didn't pull his dick out and jerk off on a fucking dead soldier. I mean, that's not the bar of quality of, of what you should respect. Just because he could form a like a cogent sentence and and manage to make a phone call without sounding like an asswipe. That doesn't mean that he's any more worthy of respect and it sounds like i'm like i don't know being maybe extremist or picking these sort of very extreme positions to argue from but the problem is that trump's here and then trump goes and something else comes in eight years (laughs) assuming it's not ivanka or fucking baron after that um (laughs) which i'm I'm completely sure that's probably what's going to happen but assuming that trump goes then all of a sudden we have this like (laughs) We have this sort of fake, concocted armistice between people who did not agree with what happened from the years 2001 to 2008 and people who do. And 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 all of a sudden, it just sort of gets papered over. And it's like, oh, well, at least you're not Donald Trump. At least you're not vulgar. At least you're not, like, gross and some dirty, filthy real estate businessman. At least, like, you know... You come from a pedigree where your father was, you know, the head of this of the CIA and vice president, and so we can kind of respect you a little bit more, even though you probably biggest living war criminal in the planet. And I worry about that shit, man. And to like a smaller degree, I worry about um, people who are sort of setting up 
positions opposite Donald Trump and normalizing themselves. When you say normalizing themselves in a position opposite Donald Trump, do you mean that far on the other side, or do you mean something more central that's not insane? Is that I think that we saying? I think that we we look at things now that we look at people now that are um, who we should rightly look at and be like that person's insane. They're not worthy of having a voice in the public discourse right now or ever really, and just because they're like housebroken and they don't literally shit right. on the carpet when they walk into the room. We're like, yeah, good for them. Way to, way to speak up, George W. Bush. Way to speak up, David Frum. And way to speak up like all these sort of acceptable right-wing people who still, frankly, just want to like take money away from poor people and give it to rich people right. who still want to prop up this shitty dying healthcare system that's built in that's that's built in fantasy land where like private enterprise is somehow uh, better at giving health care than 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 a, a single payer or a universal health care system would be. These well, people it's like, like it's like liberals during the election who are like, well, if it was Kasich, I, I'd vote for him over Hillary. <laughs> the same. <laughs> really? <damn> it. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> It's not Trump, so yeah. you're in. The people who are yeah. the people who want Mike Pence to become president, so that he can, oh God. so that he can put, so that we can go from having like an incompetent person doing bad things badly to a competent person doing terrible things expertly and rounding up right. gay people in the middle of the night and like electrocuting them to straight. It's it's crazy to. That's the problem. You go yeah. out on Twitter and you go out on. Forget about social media. You just talk to regular people. And that's one of the things I hope that this podcast can be, by the way, because you and I, we're not in L.A., we're not in New York. We're in deeply, deeply purple states, and we live around people who feel really different politically than we do. We interact with them every day. I, I mean, like, we're not in Brooklyn. We're not in fucking Santa Monica. Uh, you know, we, I think, have a little bit of a different perspective. You're in a pretty hardcore libertarian area, and I am in, like, the like this the the most single issue area that there is where everybody who's not cuban is pretty much like disconnected from the the political discourse and everybody who's cuban is pretty much you know as long as you promise to kill castro even though he's already dead like just promise to kill him again and we'll vote for you so we we have this like different view i think but i'm also seeing on facebook lately which you know is everything um, a lot of conservatives uh, lumping Bush in with Obama and uh, Bill Clinton, you know, as one of the bad ones, seemingly because of his uh, talking bad about Trump. Oh, as in like, <laughs> you know, as in he lost his like his his conservative card, like he can't exactly, be, yeah. Exactly, which I mean, I, I think that's probably the crazier part of uh, of you know what's happening out there. I don't think that's most people, but uh, you know, I certainly still have a lot of those people. Well, you know, coming, I mean, coming up on my feed, you've really, you've really like you you need to pass that purity test of conservatism. Do you yeah. believe in buying furniture for women to convince them to have sex with you? Do you? That's a conservative. That's like a tenet. Of conservatism, do you believe in? Yeah, you know, do you believe in in 
do you believe in in posing as your own publicist to get the New York Daily News to write about your um, tower? That's a conservative thing. Do you believe? <laughs> do you believe in you know telling <laughs> Gold Star families like that they should have known better, or that they knew what they were getting into? That's a conservative value. That's something that you know. That I mean, George. Let's be honest. George W. Bush is never going to understand that kind of real America that needs to have right. like a gold-plated toilet. Because yeah, that's what real absolutely. America does is buy gold plated toilets. And doesn't it suck that them. doesn't it suck that every week that we do this we're gonna have another Trump thing to talk about? I don't know. <laughs> I feel gonna... like people might start listening because of that. It, there's well, ref- yeah, there's I mean, refuge that, that's in true. that shit. You know? That's true. But I mean it sucks for, you know, life. I mean <laughs> life life on this planet. Like there's suck, so many things you know? that are just skipping under the radar. Like um uh, yeah. I, I used to I used to be I used to be um as you know and as other people might know, I was a um a freelancer for Reuters for a while and um so I still follow them pretty closely. Did you know how about this? So the Air Force is preparing their B fifty two bombers for twenty four hour alert status and this is doing they're doing this for the first time in twenty six years. Amid the escalating tensions with uh, North Korea, the military's branch chief of staff, the military branch's chief of staff said in a report Sunday, 24-hour bomber notice that that is like that's happening now. Our our our, our bombers will be running 24 hours for the first time in 26 years. <laughs> <laughs> and then also we're back at that point where um we're getting those like super vague threats from the government where it's like there is some kind of potential cyber attack happening we can't tell you anything other than that just like be really scared and hide under underneath your bed and instead of shopping at the mall go shop on amazon and (laughs) keep keep the keep the economy going but like just be scared because something could happen or not thank god we didn't elect one of those war hawk clintons i know heaven forbid (laughs) i gotta say man like this hasn't moved me to the center. None of this shit. It's like moved me further left. I mean, Good. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, well, I, I, I don't think you know. I don't think there's any way uh, center Democrat is going to really win. You know, next time. I think, like you said earlier, we're gonna go from one Trump to the next because, you know, when when people uh, <clears throat> when people get conned by a con man, they refuse to. Except that they were wrong. <laughs> they will continue to do whatever he suggests. The, um, and, uh, you know, the big news this week was the whole, everything that had to do with, with, um, it was kind of a local story down here in Miami, uh, with, uh, I don't know, how, how big did the, was the, was the LaDavid Johnson story big in Vegas or around the rest of the country? Because he was a local guy and his widow lives here still. And Frederica Wilson is obviously a, a South Florida congresswoman. I'm just wondering, did you guys like hear about that? Did that break through a lot? This is the the uh, the widow of the yeah of the ranger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I think it's everywhere. I think it's one of the big things this week. So, <laughs> did you see the picture of the four different uh, the four different soldiers the the four different troops who died? Like no, they they have like a montage of like not a montage but uh, just a um. What do you call it? Like a this will be the this will be the ensemble uh, for for next week. <laughs> Can't remember what the word is when you just put a four, pie chart. When you put four pictures of something <laughs> together. <laughs> <laughs> wow, 
what easy word doesn't Q know today? Um, <laughs> so anyway, it, the the one guy that uh that somehow Trump um managed to just like horrifically insult and talk down <laughs> to his widow uh is like who would have guessed out of the four phone calls that he made the one that he like talked down to and condescended to and said that he knew what he was getting into when he joined and that this should be like no surprise that he's you know was fucking murdered in you know that notorious hotspot niger the place where we all know of course we're all at we're at war we've been at war there for decades i think right in niger isn't that that's like a, a thing i mean we've always been doing that um but who would have guessed that it was in, in the picture of the four soldiers that it would be the one the one black one somehow right, of course <laughs> <laughs> um and and maybe you'll be lucky maybe we'll, we'll do a we'll do this sports segment maybe this will turn into a sports segment but i was thinking about fuck <laughs> i was thinking about like there's this way that people um there's this way that people sort of treat or get different reactions and it's sort of at the core of the way that we judge people and, and sometimes maybe we don't even know it and um it, it's called racism and so <laughs> different people get treated differently and uh and it, it reminded me of and i'm gonna lay in the cut in this cut here of um i don't know if you're familiar with this hbo show called hard knocks which i'm sure you're not familiar with it it's a mm-hmm. it's a documentary series that follows nfl teams during the preseason right so they they you know, watch the process of 100 players getting cut down to 53 and the the, the most dramatic, dramatic tension that happens in the course of the show is all the, you know, players trying to make it on the team, getting cut, getting, you know, reassigned, you know, losing out on their dreams, things like that. And what stuck out for me was way back in the day when I was still a Miami Herald sports writer, uh, the Miami Dolphins were on. And so we all sort of had to be aware of this show and aware of any potential news coming out of it because it was being produced very much in real time. Um, and uh, one of the things that happened that was really kind of small, went under went under the radar, was um, this, this tight end named uh, Les Brown, who was a white guy, was one of these, like, gritty, scrappy, hardworking, you know, lunch pail, whatever other word you can use, like, that's a euphemism for white guy um, <laughs> when it comes to sports. Uh, he was one of these types. Right, and they had to cut him because he just he sucked. He wasn't that good. And uh, like, what were you? What are you gonna do? And um, he had all these coaches meet with him, and like the head tight ends coach met with him, Dan Campbell, who eventually ended up being the, later on he ended up being the head coach. But um, at the time, you know, all of them were literally Dave. They were crying. They cried on fucking television. These these hard boiled tough guy football coaches were like crying that they had to let go this scrappy hardworking, uh you know guy that reminded them very much of themselves because this is like i mean let's be honest this is a white staff of people that, that that we're talking about and um in this same episode one of the dolphins best players a guy who's still in the nfl and who's still pretty fucking good this guy named vontae davis who was a, a cornerback um at the time he was i think heading into his second year uh, really promising. Um, he, he wasn't perfect. Like he wasn't a great player. He wasn't a, a great player, but he was very good. Um, so this was like a, a Cadillac player. This is like a player who's like gonna get a multi multi million dollar deal at some point. Same age as Les Brown. I think he was like a twenty three year old kid at the time. Gets brought very coldly in his office, told that he's traded, and 
in the moment that you hear and see this guy Vontae Davis on TV, you realize that he's not a guy who is like really emotionally mature. He doesn't really know what's going on. He's confused. And they cut to the coach. Vontae, what's up, Jay? Hey, buddy. How's it going? Have a seat. Um, okay, so the, the rumor is true. Okay, uh, we just traded you. Okay, we traded you to the Indianapolis Colts. All right. So, um, you okay? I want to call my grandmother. You can call your grandmother. Okay, this hasn't this hasn't hit the papers or anything like that. Okay. Well, what what we just do? Why don't we do a little business first? Okay, before you call grandma. Okay. Now listen. You know, Vontae, you, you kind of up and down. You know, we, we get, you know, we got to get it to where it's just a little small wave where the consistency level is is more consistent. And uh, before you become a great, which I think you have the ability to be, you got to you got these waves got to be a lot smaller. Okay, and that's what that's what you know that's probably why you're being traded. You know, I'm just being transparent with you. I want you to, I want you to know why. Uh, it, it hasn't uh, hasn't worked for for us here. Uh, I think the world of you as a person, and I appreciate you busting your ass here as the as Miami Dolphin in the last three years. Um, and uh, I know you'll do well. Thanks, I know man. you'll do well. Okay. So who y'all trade me for? Well, a couple of picks. A couple of picks. All right, pal. All right, thank you. Pal. I just couldn't give a shit, and it's just finished with him. He's like. The, the very famous line from that that scene is where he's like can I can I call my grandma and he's like I don't know what you I don't know what you're doing you just you have to leave now just go away and that's it and it reminded me of that because I would venture to guess putting on a fucking pundit hat or whatever like just guessing shit I would guess that those were sort of the differences in the tenors of the phone calls that happened that day like I would imagine that there were three respectful sorrowful i'm so sorry this is horrible that your son died it's horrible that his beautiful white face died and then one that was more like i don't know he knew he knew what he was doing fucking whatever get over it i i get the feeling like that is the same dynamic that that was going on it's it's not a fucking coincidence i mean it's shocking i know to hear that like maybe donald trump might be like racist or prejudiced in some way i know that's like fucking stunning and who would have thought but yeah, I, I, I kind of feel like that was the dynamic at play. I got to tell you, it's a fucking downer. <laughs> just a big fucking downer. I mean, just it, it seriously <laughs> seems like every week we're, we're seeing just how more and more and more uh, examples there are <laughs> of that racism that is completely and it seems like it's everywhere. It, it's w- worse it just keeps seeming to get worse. You know, let me ask you and something. Was 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 Stroudsburg racist? <clears throat> well, Stroudsburg's kind of hard for me to say because I was young and dumb. Because you know? people so, people there still know where I live and they can find me. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but but I mean, you know, we were, you know, we were just, you know, kids basically. Well, I know. I, I remember that time really that judge. like when you guys moved from the city and um and they 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 took the time to like put that really big T on your front lawn for like thanks for moving here. <laughs> I remember you told me that it story. Was very sweet. It was very <laughs> it's sweet. touching, right? 
Well, uh, I mean, we we had like five black kids in our school, from what I remember. Um, but I, I I feel like everybody was friends, you know. I I don't know. And again, you know, it's hard to judge when you're you know looking back at that young. But I I don't recall racism per se. But I mean, you know, there's of course you know the institutionalized racism of, you know, all those kids not living in the best areas, you know, and that kind of stuff. I, I just yeah, I, I wonder because I feel like how far is Stroudsburg from Philly? It's it's nothing, right? It's like twenty thirty minutes or something. No, it's it's actually I think it's closer to New York than it is to Philly. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, to, to the city. But this isn't like steel country. We're like you know you're not no. out in the middle of like the you know Pennsylvania Amish or something like. that. It was where everyone went to go skiing. That's what it was. It was like a resort area. The Poconos. Yeah. It was where Kobe Bryant played basketball. Yeah. At Lower Marion. <laughs> good stuff. That sounds about that sounds about right. Good good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. out of the way so now we get to talk about your culture shit i don't know did, did you prepare for this segment i bet you didn't not at all i, I don't even know what it is okay hold on i'm gonna look oh god my voice <laughs> it's getting worse i'm not even talking that much how's it getting worse netflix hulu, hulu. all right let me let me I'll, I'll read i'll read it all right okay <clears throat> netflix hulu amazon video linkedin <laughs> That's the how Mi- I would have read it, too. <laughs> <laughs> the Microsoft-owned business uh, social network, best known for displaying the career histories of tens of millions of people. I would argue that it's best known for something else. But um, may create or buy its own original video content shows, according to a report in The Information. I don't know what that is. Uh, LinkedIn, C- LinkedIn CEO <laughs> Jeff Weiner. Like, Goddamn, the fucking the CEO of LinkedIn would be named Jeff Weiner. Um, made the remarks Friday at the Information's Subscriber Summit in, in in San Francisco, noting that shows such as reality TV hit Shark Tank is the style of programming that could resonate with LinkedIn users. And while Wiener admitted to being late to video, the move could boost engagement uh, on the social network and possibly allow the company to grow its subscription revenue. <laughs> well, Do you want to know what LinkedIn users are? <laughs> LinkedIn LinkedIn users are people who got an email saying that someone did something to you on LinkedIn, and so you sign up because you want to find out what it was, and then you never go back ever again. That's what LinkedIn is. That's what LinkedIn users are. You're like, ah, Audrey from uh, fucking uh, Audrey from Abercrombie and Fitch when I was 17 years old, <laughs> who thinks that I have good leadership skills. Aww. Well, that's really nice of her. Really I nice don't know who her. that is. And I don't probably have very good leadership skills. That's why Q does most of the talking. So, <laughs> do you have, let me ask you, do you have your, your shitty job at Dell on your LinkedIn? I don't think so. 
Jewish Dave used to be I, IT support at Dell, and he would just be like, "Ah, oh, is 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 the computer on? Okay, <laughs> is the computer plugged in? That was if it, it is listed. It? <laughs> if it is listed, I probably did it as a joke. <laughs> um, so my question to you is, and I, you know, this is the kind of thing that you should have prepared for because you probably could have come up with something funny. Uh-huh. Uh, but what is your pitch? What's your elevator pitch? for a TV show on LinkedIn? <clears throat> My elevator pitch for a TV show on LinkedIn. Okay, I got one. All right. You have to start a company with a whole bunch of people that you don't ever see in real life, that you haven't met. Maybe you never even met them. You only connected online. Maybe you had a class with them seven years ago, but it has to be nobody from your real life. But, but, but. So it has to be somebody from your LinkedIn network, but exactly. not not that you know in real life. Exactly. So virtually, or you maybe did know at one point for a very brief amount. Of so time. virtually yeah. anybody from your LinkedIn network. Yes, exactly. I always feel weird when I have a real close personal friend or family member, and I see them like doing stuff on LinkedIn, and I'm like, oh, don't do that. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't want you to be doing things on LinkedIn. Just don't do it. That's um, the worst. Uh, my pitch was going to be that um, it was going to be a uh, it was going to be a psychological thriller, and <laughs> it's like we watch uh, a person as they have like a slow descent into madness, sending emails to people that nobody replies to, <laughs> and all because it says like LinkedIn in the front, like Jewish Dave sent you a LinkedIn message, and it's like not reading that. And, I thought and, the madness was going to be because the notific you checked your notifications, but then there's a whole other set of notifications that are the exact same ones, but there's like three columns. Do you use yes. LinkedIn enough to see that? Yes, I do. <laughs> there I are do. three specific numbers of notifications, and they're all the same thing. I don't. I hate that fucking site. <laughs> How about no? Okay, let me let me let me tweak my pitch because I see it didn't resonate with you, um, Mister Weiner. Uh, so. <laughs> How about this? The person begins to lose their mind and seek revenge on LinkedIn executives because they spent $425 on LinkedIn premium to see who's been looking at their account. And they realize that it was just them looking at their own account. <laughs> is that is that how much it costs to I use had, LinkedIn premium? I had LinkedIn premium once because oh um, for a year because I charged it. I charged it to the game. I, ch- yeah. I charged it to... Uh, <laughs> I charged it to um, a company I was working for that needed me. Actually, um, uh, when I, this was um, as a reporter. I, I needed it for the beat that I was covering for uh, basically to get in contact with certain people who like can fucking only be gotten in touch with through LinkedIn in mail or whatever. <laughs> like there's oh, like these, whole, there's this whole sort of um, strata of business executives who are like not quite important enough to not be on LinkedIn. Like they still need to be on LinkedIn. They're not like the, you know, CEO of McDonald's or something. They're like, you know, like mid level, but important enough that you're never gonna get in touch with them through conventional means, like um just emailing them or like DMing them or fucking calling them up or texting them or something. You're never gonna get them that way. The only way that you're gonna get them is by having a LinkedIn premium account and 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 calling them that way like getting getting in touch with them that way there's it's the by the way stupidest group of fucking people to cover 
It is so yeah. annoying. Like, it's adding people to these shitty, dumb lists of, like, you know, the top 100 green energy executives who also happen to be Native American and shit like that. And <laughs> it's, like, these stupid lists. You're not accomplishing anything of any journalistic merit by putting them together. All you're and doing... who is seeing them exactly? Them. Like, yeah, them. It's a circle jerk. Yeah, it is. It's a total circle jerk. <laughs> I don't want to name the publication I was working at. Okay, don't do that. But I just want to. I just want to go back to the initial, you know, idea of this. It was Runner's idea. Wolf. <laughs> um, that's you worked for Runner's, Runner's World. It was a Runner's World. <laughs> I know. I just, uh, but no. Uh, wait, was that a fa- was that a fat joke? Did you just low key <laughs> fat shame me? <laughs> Did you just low key fat shit? I didn't mean to, but that works pretty damn well. We should we should run on an episode of Bird Bird Run. <laughs> so like the show. <laughs> I'm keeping all of this uh, in. I'm this keeping, is terrible. I'm keeping all of it in. So I wanted to go back to the initial thing of LinkedIn creating original programming and talk about that for a second. Please because, do. Uh, this is a culture topic. It's something that you should, frankly, be leading the taking point on. I'm a little annoyed that I have to fucking push the fucking boulder, not just up the hill, but both ways. Um, <laughs> hey, I get it all out. I'm here. Just why I'm don't you here. just get? Why don't you just compose yourself? Take I'm a sip of water. here, aren't I? I'm here. I, I was like. You know what? Let's let's do it anyway. You know, I want to do a bonus. Episode. I want to do a bonus episode this week and like do one tomorrow. Fuck you. Too. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So what I wanted to say is I'm I'm torn on this whole LinkedIn creating original content because on one hand that is creating more opportunity for me as a composer if I was to you know get hired by someone making. Some stupid fucking show for LinkedIn, but Money's on the other money. hand, yeah. yeah it, but on the other hand, I it, do. We really need every single brand name to have their own content company with with individual shows and series. It, it seems like it's just really getting out of hand. Uh, Apple's about to start their own, and it's like, am I really gonna? You know, if you don't have an iPhone, are you really going to use Apple's? You know service what amount what amount of friction will you undergo to watch something on linkedin like amount of like oh i gotta (laughs) sign up i gotta give over my credit card number i gotta hit a confirmation email go back over to the browser and like reopen a new tab like how much of that shit will you undergo to to be able to consume a linkedin piece of programming from linkedin well, first things first, it's got to be something I really want to see because, as we've talked about before, there is just too much television, and there, there's no time to watch everything that I want to watch. So if it's not something that's got you know some of my favorite people involved in it, I, there's no way I'm even going to even think about it. But if, let's say that there was something I really wanted to watch. Um, I would sign up for an account for free. <laughs> that's about it. Uh I, I can't imagine paying for LinkedIn's video service. It, you know what I would pay for? Seems, it seems pay, too. I would pay for a yeah. show where, like, um, where uh, 
they take like a mid-level semi-successful like manager executive uh, you know person who like has written maybe like some fucking thought pieces on you know pivoting to video on fucking Huffington Post or something like that and they told them that they were getting like a, a prime TED Talk space and they put them up on the TED Talk uh, stage and then like it and then it turns out that the whole audience is armed and it's the purge <laughs> and they have to like get out they have to apply their knowledge of native content and branding to like survive for 24 hours by the way that totally a tangent right now but you saying that idea made me think christopher guest should make a ted talk movie <laughs> god i would love it i would love would a fucking christopher great. guest ted talk movie <laughs> You picture Parker Posey doing some fucking smart <laughs> mo- millennial bullshit speech. <laughs> that would be so good. Like, with her hair done up like Malcolm Gladwell, and she's on stage, and she's like, in order for you to be the best at what you want to do, you actually have to eat an infant. <laughs> God damn it. I, I wish I could pitch that to him. <laughs> oh, well, maybe man. he'll download this podcast. It's possible. Anything's possible. That's not possible. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's next? What's next? Oh, do mm. you have your loves and hates ready? I was going to kind of make Should we do imaging way. for love, love, hate? Should we like have like a song right here? Like, I think eventually we should, but, uh, but not, not now. Know, That's not hard. until. Yeah. Let me get through these two films I'm scoring and, uh, yeah. And then I'd be happy to. All right. You start off with what you loved. Well, since part of my week has been, uh, stuck being sick, which sucks and it's not a lot to love. I'm going to be a little self-congratulatory with mine and say I loved winning Best Music Video at the Laughlin International Film Festival. How about that? Oh, thanks, buddy. (laughs) What was the the movie? It's called Back Into the Dark, and it's a stop-motion animation. Did you have an album called Into the Dark? No. Echoes 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 in the Dark Dark. was my first album, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, and this is off my most hope, recent album. I hope you melt was your first album. That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Stop trying to ruin me. <laughs> Only our mothers are going to want to hear this podcast. <laughs> um, that's awesome. So, did you go up there to Laughlin over the hump and wait? No, that's uh, Pahrump. I, where, I where, did. Where's Laughlin again? It, yeah, it's it's like on the way towards. Uh, like uh it's past like the Hoover Dam and all that. Yeah, on the way to like Lake Havasu. Um happening place. Yeah, yeah. But uh it was hey, don't it talk was, shit. Don't a, talk it shit was a nice turnout. Yeah, no, it was, it's a cool place. It's a real cool place. Um they've got, you know, it's like a little miniature Vegas basically on a river. Um and there's some really cool films and uh yeah, I mean, you know, winning that that award was nice and this video has done really well for me so far. It's uh, the 11th film festival it's gotten into, and that's a record for me so far. And it's first win, and so I'm just really excited about it. Do you think there's ever been a snuff film in Laughlin? 
filmed in Laughlin or shown in Laughlin? I don't know. Like, it could be the setting, I guess. But, um, like, yeah. Has Laughlin ever been associated with, like, somebody being killed during sex on camera? It's kind of the Wild West, so it would be a very so, yes. uh, cowboy snuff film. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, what did I love? What did you love? Wow, man. I didn't prepare for this part. I've spent so much time on that American Horror Story skit. You've got to have a little bit of joy in your life. I do. Let me let me look. What did we do? Oh, oh, I know what I did. I um, I forgot. I, on Wednesday uh, last week, I was a presenter at uh, PR News in front of about 150 or so uh, eager young public relations professionals. Um, I was a speaker uh, uh, telling them about the joys of podcasting and uh, leading them through a 45-minute presentation about how to, uh, how to leverage podcasting for their brands. So... That's something I enjoyed doing because everybody there was so nice to me and treated me like I was such a big deal. <laughs> and it's almost like you feel like half of you in those situations feels and you must have you must deal with this going to these fucking movie circuits and shit like that. But half uh-huh. of you feels like, wow, this is exactly how I should be getting treated all the time. And then the other half feels like this is like these people are going to be on to me in no time and know that I'm, yeah. like, I'm a fraud <laughs> through and through bullshit. Yeah. And like what I'm about to do is bullshit. Even if, even if what you're about to do isn't. If the people from PR News are listening, no, it wasn't bullshit. It was all real. I prepared. And I actually did. I, did. I did prepare. But um, that was a lot of fun over at the Eden Rock in um, – in Miami Beach, the famous Eden Rock, which is now apparently half Eden Rock, half Nobu Hotel. Did you know that Nobu has a hotel in Miami Beach? There's a Nobu Hotel. There's a Nobu Hotel, and it's half of the very famous, um, like, uh, you know, inspiration for the <laughs> the two-season Stars series Magic City uh, Eden Rock Hotel. Uh, so it, you walk in, and, like, there's two front desks and it's very confusing on your right hand side there's the the old like swooping long curved eden rock um dave i tell you like if you saw this hotel you'd be like oh that's that hotel from those movies like whenever they do like a swanky old style um miami hotel it's the eden rock that they use so it's like got that look it's like very like you know uh you know, arching uh, mezzanine kind of coming down over top of like the elevator bank with like a big open area, like a, a sunken um, dining room area in the middle, and then like this big dramatic, uh, you know, front desk and you know uh, that whole thing. So, and but then on the left hand side when you walk in, it's just like another front desk and a Starbucks, and and it says it's like welcome to the Nobu Hotel, and I guess they have like separate towers or something like that. Um, so it was very weird. I hadn't been there in a long time, and uh, it was just a little disorienting. But yes, okay. So that's my love. My love is um, also love for myself. Not unlike you, got to meet some really cool people at PR News uh, Digital Marketing Summit. Um, so it's a little too late to plug it. I guess I should have plugged it last week on the last episode because <laughs> maybe more people would have gone. I don't know. But um, yeah. So uh, and did did you tell people about our little show while you were there? No, 
no, no, no. <laughs> no, I would never tell them any of I would never tell this crowd about our show. That's Aww. that's terrifying. Oh. These are professionals. These are people who have real values and like, you know, families and lives and, you know, exist in the real world. I would never Are you open saying that I'm not professional? <laughs> I'm saying you don't exist in the real world. <laughs> Never, I would never open myself up to their like, scornful criticism of my lefty, sh- like little slap chopped political culture podcast <laughs> and my choice in best friends. <laughs> <laughs> I did meet a woman afterwards, though, where she was like, she was very friendly and very nice, very sweet. And she was like, Oh, I've got to, uh, you know, I've got to pick your brain about podcasts because I think it'll be right for my agency. Um, I think she lived in like, I I forget off the top of my head, like Virginia or DC or something like that. And I was like, oh, for sure. And we sat and we talked and she was like, she wanted to know more about like how you make money in in podcasts. And I was like, well, there's not really any money in it. I was like, you got to be like propping up something else. Like it has to be like a marketing vertical for something else, like for, or it has to be a creative outlet. And it has to be rewarding in that way because you probably won't make money with a few exceptions. And I was like, there's a few podcasts that I really love that are very like left leaning. And they, um, you know, the, the, the politics are a certain thing that are sort of like a safe harbor. You can't really get that kind of commentary anywhere else, not on television. You're not going to get it on, you know, radio or, 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 or any other medium. So they're raking it in. They're doing pretty well right now. And she was like, oh, that's too bad. And clearly she was like, not in that arena and i was just like oh yeah i was like eh, well that's okay sorry <laughs> we can still talk about professional shit i was like i for instance think that you know i don't hear enough people talking about single payer or medicare for all or medicaid for all or medicare for all uh and i, I love to listen to shows where they dive into that subject and she was like oh <laughs> uh, okay <laughs> so that was that was pretty funny what's your hate Oh man! Other than being sick, uh, we get it. You're sick, dude. We I fucking, know. Oh my know. god, we get it. We really. I know. You're sick. You're sick. Um, Shocking that right. Gina chose to leave the house tonight. <laughs> um, I guess. All right, because I I didn't you know I didn't really get out much this past week, so I'm just gonna say, the fact that all these music software companies wait until around this time of the year to come out with a million new pieces of software that I want. And I mean, we're talking all the big things that I use, updates to all of it, and new expansion packs and all that kind of stuff, all at once. And I mean, we're we're talking so much money. <laughs> I'm going to be trying to convince myself to not spend, but probably will spend. Um, like what's the and, thing? Like what? 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 Shit? Like sonar? Cakewalk? <clears throat> are you? Getting, well, sonar actually uh, are you, got are in you on the lifetime your, updates thing. Uh, are you? Up, are you updating your Fruity Loops? I may update my Fruity Loops, which I don't have. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but no, o- Ozone Eight, which is what I use for mastering, just came out. It's a two hundred dollar upgrade. Uh, Novo expansion pack, which is like really beautiful strings for me to use, just came out thinking about getting that vegas pro 15 just came out for my little bit of video editing i do thinking about updating that uh i just remember there was in um like around like 2002 or 2003 i was working at a um 
you remember I was working at that kiosk selling cell phones in the Boulevard mm-hmm. Mall, uh, like selling prepaid burners to drug dealers all day. And mm-hmm. um, remember that Sony Ericsson phone that let you make beats on it? And yeah. you were so angry. <laughs> you were so angry because I was making beats that sounded, I'm sorry, Dave, but back then, indistinguishable from beats that you were making. Oh, and I was so used, I was making them in T9. <laughs> I was just like making shitty beats on this like four pixel app. <laughs> so stupid. That that's the future. That's that's it. we're we're now we're really catching up to that to that. Now it's easier than ever, better than ever. Oh, and it's not it's not just that. It's photography. It's it's filmmaking. It's all of it. It's all over. Oh, you know what I forgot to say for my love. How about this? I'll do What's two that? loves. I'll do two loves. Okay. Okay. And I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna spit out any hate today, because the world's got enough of that. Oh. I, I met, and hung out with, my first um, native, actual, real bona fide, um, fucking, uh, what do you call it? Social media star, like top dog, high end star. I had dinner at Prime 112 Steakhouse. I was invited <laughs> to dinner at Prime 112 Steakhouse uh, by Yes Jules from from Snapchat. Do you know who that is? I don't. You wouldn't. That name kind of sounds familiar. You probably wouldn't. Um, yeah. Yes Jules is like, is from what I can tell, she's, and it's hard because Snapchat doesn't really quantify their shit very well. Like they don't have, um, like there's not a hard like, oh, you have this many followers, you have this many. I don't know, mentions or you know, this many friends or whatever. It's not like that. It's more like ephemeral, like whatever you're doing in the moment is the most popular thing or it's not popular. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's very ephemeral. It's very of the moment. So by all metrics, she's like the second most popular Snapchatter of Snapchat people behind DJ Khaled. (laughs) So there's DJ Khaled. And there's this girl who is from Tampa, and she has like an agency down here in Miami. She was a speaker at um, at that same conference that I went to uh, there, and she was kind enough to invite a bunch of us, all the speakers, I think, out. Not enough, not very many took her up on it, um, which is shocking because Prime One Twelve is an incredible place to eat. It's probably the best meal I've had in like uh, I don't know in a while. And um, what I was really surprised at is that uh, I think that with these people, there's an expectation of like a certain kind of like, um, I don't think the right word is shallowness. I think that there's like an expectation of maybe like a little bit of maybe vapidness. Like, oh, well, this person, they just make social media content and what is that? But this right. this this girl, I mean, I'm not, not to, not th- this woman, not to be demeaning. She's like, uh, you know, she had a lot of stuff to say. She had a lot of ideas on things. She was one of these like idea fountains, and I left there like leaving. <laughs> I, I left the place like um, very much like wanted to go work. You know, so that was a lot of fun, and that was interesting, and uh, definitely not what I expected it to be. So, um, and also the steak was incredible. Her, I did tell about our podcast, and she said she'd be on it, uh, awesome. and, which would make give us like immediately two million list- listeners. Which would be maybe nice. she can explain to me Snapchat. That would be like a really good, I think, little bit. That's like, uh, that's like asking Neo to explain the Matrix and how he sees all those like. If green you ever letters. get Neo on our show, I would ask him to explain the Matrix to me. <laughs> that's not a great you know joke. What I, 
You know what I hate? You, you know Keanu what I hate Reeves. Is, no, is when when people post memes with a different picture of Lawrence Fishburne that's not him from the Matrix, and, and uh, you know it's like, do, which do you choose, the red or the, you know? It's, it's just, not his character, and it's just Lawrence Fishburne. It's just. <laughs> It drives me fucking crazy. They also do it with with uh, with with uh, with Keanu Reeves too, where it's just a picture of Keanu Reeves, and it's like, "Did you know that you're all living a lie?" Or you know, <laughs> <The caption. laughs> this is this is the caption. It's like, oh, which which pill will you choose, the red <laughs> or the blue? Know that you can never go back. And it's just, and it's a picture of Lawrence Fishburne in a turtleneck in his house in Burbank, yeah. and he's like with his dogs. Oh, it's so stupid! It just oh, it makes me so bad. Well, that's because those people, those people believe that those are real people, that those are like of real characters. Those characters yeah. have grown to such prominence in their fucking like oh. mass media, adult brains that. Oh god! <laughs> they think that they're real. Um, yeah, so that's my um, that's my love part two because there's enough hate in the world, man. Let's All like right. let's give out some more love, and I'm giving love out to Yes Jules, and hopefully she'll be wow. on our show. <laughs> I think lo- I think love is a great place to end it, so I can go take some new medicine. Wait, was that supposed to be the end? I don't know. Was it? Don't we usually end on love and hate? Yeah, that's true. Um, oh, well, we we got to start getting a little more professional about this shit. I mean, like, I had okay. a fucking conference that I was speaking at last week. You oh, you want to do plugs? Award. Let's do plugs. I, I, mean, I like, have shit to say. I got yeah. shit to say. Okay, so, like, what are you, you working on? What's going on? Oh, okay. Fuck. You got right, me. I'll go first. <laughs> you go first. You want... <clears throat> well, I'm currently, uh, I'm scoring uh, two short films, and I got a meeting coming up about another film, uh, but... Also, more importantly and more uh, uh, timely is uh, this coming weekend is the uh, first year of the Sin City Horror Fest, and I've got two films screening at it. Um, what are the films? Well, one of them is actually that Back into the Dark, that one okay, yeah. best music video, which so I'm excited a proven to see that again. A proven winner. Yep, there you go. And the other one is actually quite possibly my favorite thing I've scored, and it's going to be my first time seeing it completed, and also my first time seeing it with an audience. It's uh, it's called Croak, and it's a, a monster film with like really great practical monster effects, uh, like a total frog creature <laughs> that uh, this guy he's like, he's these frogs are keeping him up at night, and he uh, starts spraying them with chemicals, and they grow and they murder him, <laughs> and uh, it's really super gory, like total Evil Dead funny gore, you know, and uh, so I'm super excited to see that with the crowd. Um, and then also, uh, a couple days later, the day before Halloween is the premiere of Party Bus to Hell, which is a feature film that I did the theme music for. Uh, I didn't score the whole thing. I just did the, uh, the main like theme. Uh, but that should be really fun. It's going to be at one of the big movie theaters here in town and, uh, should be like a lot of people there. Should be a really cool event. Um, I'm going to just promote the show. Uh, it is uh today we got approval on google play so we're in google play um so if you are living that android life like jewish dave is subscribe to that shit this episode will be up tuesday morning or tuesday i don't know late morning and um 
I think every Tuesday we're gonna try to get it. We're still on, we're on SoundCloud. We're still awaiting approval from the fucking Nazis over at Apple uh, <laughs> to see if we get put in the iTunes store. I hear terrible things about that. So um, guess we'll what? Keep you updated. What? Guess what? I got something to tell you. I just subscribed to it through uh, what is this app called? <laughs> Google Play. God damn it. Pocket. <laughs> Pocket Casts, which is oh, my uh, are we on? podcast are we on? app. Are we on of Pocket Casts? Yeah, it must when it goes to the uh, those big ones, it must automatically also be picked up by these smaller ones. And this one, I just like the interface better. Right. Well, really can I plug one more thing while we're at it? You can plug away. My Halloween Spotify playlist of all my creepiest, spookiest music is available now on Spotify. Um, just search for David Rosen, you'll find it. Um, and I think you should tell your buddy about that. <laughs> okay, I will. Does your Let's get it some plays? <laughs> we just got done doing this this project um, called a soundtrack soundtrack de mi vida, which is about like marginalized like uh, social media influencers who represent marginalized uh, communities, specifically in the in the within the larger sort of order of the of Latino and. Um, and so, like, when you said that, I was, like, putting it against that lens. I was, like, how would Dave's Halloween, how would Jewish Dave's <laughs> Halloween playlist compare with, I like, Venezuela Valiente and, like, you know, <laughs> the Dreamer the dreamer experience and uh, Latinx and LGBTQ and stuff like that. Hey, if, if anyone could do it, you could do it. Yeah, because I'm a good liar. Um <laughs> <laughs> do you think we'll get kicked do you think we'll get kicked out of um itunes because i used like licensed music for, like short little five second bursts of licensed music like cannabis <laughs> what did you think of my choice for cannabis last week that was pretty good you know i, I still haven't gotten to listen to it because i haven't been out of the house you i only listened to the first few you minutes haven't listened to the fucking oh my god well I no I, I okay okay listen to me like here. all, all right. of the you know the feeling you have after you like no. bust a nut and like you're done and you're just done and like all of the fucking agency leaves your body and all of the like vim and vigor and all of the like the desire just exits you and you lose every motivation to do everything that feeling not the good feeling right before it but that feeling is what i just got right now when you told me that you haven't listened to our first episode wait listen to me here listen to not me here. the feeling to be clear hey. of like of of orgasm but the listen feeling that comes right after that Listen to me here. Fucking when dogs when in you the first background. told when when you when you first told me coughing that it was like up. a goddamn asshole <laughs> for an hour and a half. When you first told, barfing onto first... a microphone, I'm supposed to feel fucking appreciative, and you Living haven't even bigger. pushed play. <laughs> you've lost you've lost all your agency. <laughs> Listen, I I have I've never listened to a podcast outside of my car, all right. And I've only been in the car for about ten minutes, and I listened to it for that ten minutes since you posted it. So the only time I've been in my car, I was listening to it, but I was only a ten minute drive. We need to start employing more guerrilla strategies on this shit, dude. You have to start just hitting the play button on your mom's phone, on your dad's phone. 
on your on on Gina's phone. Anybody that you know, when you when you're when you're out at a social event, you need to ask somebody if you can see their phone for a second and go into the iTunes store and just download it with like yes. surreptitiously without them knowing. We have to get like we have to hey, get to like reviews. the first, we have to get reviews. the f- first thousand. Yeah, if you're listening to this, I mean, fucking God help you. But like, if you're listening to this, go like not only download us, but I guess you can't really review us. Can can you do a review in the Google Play Store? Is that a thing? I don't know. I never listened to a podcast through there. Let me okay. check. So, but uh, but I would say probably. Um, but yes, especially like with iTunes, that that is what keeps it in the ratings. That's what keeps it where people actually see it. It builds up our ambience and our. What are we called again? <laughs> That's your worst laugh. That laugh, that like fucking welcome back Cotter laugh that you do, is. So- <laughs>